Hello and welcome to episode one of Airbud Buddies, the podcast where we review, dissect, talk about the movies of the Airbud Cinematic Universe. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Clay. And we're glad you're listening today. Yeah, we're really excited about this podcast. We're, we're huge Airbud fans. Yeah. Uh, we've been planning this for a little while now. We have been, yeah. And we're, we're finally actually able to do it. Yeah. So we, we, we uh, in our friendship, Airbud has been a common theme. We have a bit of a history with Airbud himself. Yeah, we do. We're we're both really big Airbud fans. Um, you know, we're we're really known among our friends as being the the guys uh, who love the, these wacky movies. Yeah, I mean, even past that, we're just known in in society in our cities as Airbud guys. Yeah, people just come off the street and be like, "You two are the Airbud guys." Yeah, we like, we, yeah. we have the merch. We have the merch. We have the the clout. We have a Airbud page. Yeah, but, we have we have the the meme account on Instagram, which we can talk about later. Yeah, but first, I'm gonna we're gonna rewind to where it all started. Yeah, because it, it has to start somewhere. Yeah. Now, I guess, going back even further, we, we had both seen this movie, I believe, independently mm-hmm. before we ever saw it together. Yes, we had. And I had actually mostly seen the Air Buddies movie, because a friend of mine was really into the Air Buddies, so we would watch the movies on car rides. Oh, yeah. But I yeah. really didn't remember almost anything about them at all. How about hmm. you? Yeah, I remembered mostly the story of the first one. Um, mm-hmm. I saw it. I think I probably got it like from Blockbuster back in the day. Oh, that's um, awesome. The DVD. Yeah, yeah. Probably watched it with my sister. You know, probably ate some pizza. That was kind of a classic thing. So. Oh, yeah. That sounds like a classic sibling activity in the, yeah, in the early 2000s. Me and yeah. my brother did that a lot. Oh, yeah. Probably like while my parents were like out on a date together or something Ooh, like that. Ooh, so, date night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Date night. And then yeah. uh, I was back uh, in the dog pound watching Air Buddies. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, me and my brother would do that, but we would usually get, like, I think scary movies or, like, action movies. Oh, yeah. I remember one yeah. time we got Master of Disguise, mm. which is not a good movie. Have you heard of that movie? Uh, yeah, I don't think I've seen it. But... but we thought we had, like, discovered, like, just this amazing <laughs> gem of a movie. Oh, well. But anyway, so our our shared relationship with Airbud started, though. I'm actually going to go way back. So we hung out with a dog, I think, is what started it. Which which dog are you talking about? Bailey. Oh, okay. Yep. So yep. we hung out with a friend's dog, Bailey, who's a golden doodle, which, as you know, is is a lot like a golden retriever, like Airbud was. Yeah. And then I think after that, we both grew up with dogs. Mm-hmm. Both our dogs have sadly passed away. Right. And then what was yours again? My dog was named Hobbs. He was a uh, mix of dogs, but he was mostly Akita Inu. So he was really big and mm. very very powerful um, wow. guard dog. That's cool. Very protective. Um, he's a great dog, though. Um, and he died a few years back, which was sad. Hmm. Yeah, and mine was really on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah. I had a, a girl named Libby, a oh. little, little white Maltese dog. Um, mm-hmm. Very different from, from your powerful friend. From my powerful but, mutt, yeah. But, I mean, she thought she was pretty powerful. She would Little she dogs would, do think they're powerful, she yeah. She definitely did. She would not uh, back down to anyone. She would uh, bark her head off if she thought someone was trying to threaten us. So, oh, yeah. Um, very protective as well. Very, very sweet, though. Yes. Very protective, but maybe the protection means less in the end. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you never know, actually. Yeah. If one of those dogs sinks, if a little dog like sinks their teeth into oh, your, yeah. your, uh, your leg. Into your keister, that would, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I was talking recently with um, with Simone, actually, my girlfriend, and we were talking about, like, big dogs versus little dogs, and I was talking about how, like, she was like, oh, a big dog, like, a really ferocious dog is scary. And I'm like, no, it's the opposite of scary. Hmm. Like, here's an animal who wants to kill everybody who is a threat to you. That true. should, that should yeah. be the most reassuring thing in the world. That's true, but for everyone else. For everyone else, if yeah. If it's not a nice one. Yeah, but if, yeah. I mean, hey, having your dog be scary to other people, maybe is a it good thing. It might be a good thing. Yeah. But past that, golden retrievers, though, are not protective, are not aggressive at all. Mm. They're intelligent, they're very athletic, they're, but they're kind of, I think, uh, scaredy cats. Mm. Oh, sweet. really? I don't think I knew that. Yeah, they're not yeah. good at, at protecting. But anyways, yeah. 
we hung out with this golden doodle, Bailey, and I think we both caught dog fever really bad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love dogs. I've always loved dogs, too. Um, but it, it got especially bad because we lived together in college mm-hmm. um, with some other guys, which was a lot of fun. But it's really not – I don't think it's a great idea to have a dog in college. Yeah, not necessarily. I mean, I guess there's the problem of, like, whose dog is it? Yeah. You know, who's going to be responsible for it? And past that, college is very temporary. So, like, you don't know where you're going to be afterwards. Exactly. Like, we're, exactly. we live now in the big city, you know what I mean? So if we had a dog, oh, yeah. it, it, it wouldn't get enough outside time probably. But still, we really wanted a dog. And I, I remember having dog fever really bad. And I was wanting to watch a dog movie. So I remembered Marley and Me, which I'd never actually seen. And I texted Jonathan. I was like, oh, we should watch Marley and Me. Yeah, and I have seen Marley and Me before. Probably on another one of those, you know, pizza date night type of things. Where I was back at home. <laughs> okay, um, don't hang out. Don't describe watching a movie with your sister as date night. Man. No, no, no. <laughs> no <I'm joking. laughs> Come on. I'm joking. I'm no, no, joking. talking about my parents' date night. But, oh, yeah, yeah. But anyways, I had seen that movie before. It is a good movie, but it is also a very depressing movie. Tearjerker. And right, I was like, yeah. man, I don't want to watch a sad dog movie. Yeah, yeah. So I texted Clay back, and I was like, you know what? Let's not watch Marley and Me. Let's watch Air Bud. Yeah. And I instantly was like, oh, I like this idea a lot, actually. Because I, I, I didn't want to watch a sag dog movie. I just wanted a dog movie in general. Yeah. yeah. And then this kind of started. Then we watched it and we loved it, I think. Yeah. We actually watched Air Bud 1. We, it was actually a movie night of Friends and we completely jeopardized we, – we monopolized it by – Right. We basically said if, if we don't watch Air Bud, we're going to walk. We're, we're going to watch it by ourselves. <laughs> Yeah, we, we really just wanted to watch everybody. Yeah. I don't think that made us uh, the most popular guys <laughs> at, at the beginning of the night, but I think by the end, everyone... Everybody everyone was over. ...loved it. You know, they were they were all dog crazy. They loved Air Bud. It was maybe an immature move to just threaten to get your movie or not watch a movie at all, but it worked. Hey, I mean, we had two TVs. We could have uh, just watched in the other room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, got, we, we played on their heartstrings a little bit. We're like, yeah, let's watch on my tiny TV in my room while you guys watching <laughs> this huge TV. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we ended up watching it, and we loved it, and we got so into it. We ended up getting matching Airbud shirts. Yes, which Clay is wearing right now. I'm wearing mine. Why aren't you wearing your Airbud shirt? Uh, well, I was locked out of my apartment. I <laughs> uh, couldn't get back in, and you know, just wanted to get over here to record this. So unfortunately, I'm not wearing the shirt. Yeah, but you're not for, wearing any shirt right now. Actually. I'm not wearing any shirt. I'm completely <laughs> no. nude. But for the next for the next <laughs> podcast, I promise I'll wear my no. Airbud shirt, and we can take a picture together. Yes, it'll be an awesome picture. I sadly have really bad news. We, we were going to record the episode today, and I was really excited, so I put on my Airbud shirt. And then later, long story short, but I had to get past this, like, police barricade. Not oh, as sketchy as it seems whatsoever. There was, like, this police fence up. Me, I was wanting to go to this park, but the police had put this fence up because there was a big football game, and there was game yeah. day, foot traffic, and they wanted to divert people from going down this path going this to going down another path. But I was like, you know, this is stupid. Like, I want to go to this park. I'm going in the opposite direction of traffic. So I tried to get past this fence, but my shirt caught in it and it ripped a huge hole, which is really sad. That is really sad. Like my favorite Especially shirt. considering, yeah, it's the Airbud shirt. Yeah, so I have just this huge – if you watch the Airbud video we, we were about to put up or maybe we already have put up. Yeah, the, that video probably got you to watch, to listen to this podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I have a gaping hole in my shirt, which is, which is very this sad. Is really too bad, but hey. Yeah. Hey, maybe like this can be just like a shirt you sleep in and you can replace it and get a new one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I just know that my nature – I'm going to keep touching this hole – when I'm bored and it's just oh, going to like spread yeah. across the entire shirt. Yeah. So I think I just need a new one. Um, and then we actually started an Airbud, an Airbud Instagram meme account. Yeah, which is also uh, the same name of this podcast, yeah. Airbud Buddies. So yeah, sort of a tie in there. Um, 
All right, what was our big claim to fame? Oh, well, our big claim to fame is that we've actually gotten some interaction from the official Airbud Instagram. From Airbud himself. From Airbud himself, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. They've liked some of our posts, yeah. and they even, um, the biggest honor of all, they reposted one of our posts as their story on Instagram. Which was huge. Which, which was, was really huge. amazing. Really, really cool. However, I would like to, not to, you know, throw any shade anyway, but it would be great to get a follow back. It would really be great to get a follow-up back. Now, on our part, I will say that we've let the account go just a little bit. <laughs> I don't think we've posted maybe in like about a year. Or no, no, no. 13 no, less than that. Le- le- just less than a year. Yeah, yes, yeah. Just yes. less than a year. But hey, I mean... Oh, no, no, no. More than a year. Because we have the, the Christmas post. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're totally right. About yeah, that yeah. So give us a follow back or comment or like our pic. Did yeah. they like our pictures ever? You said yeah, they no, did. I think yeah. they did. Um, yeah, and, and if you want to go like our account too, we'll, we'll probably start putting some more stuff on there now that we have oh, this yeah. podcast. Oh yeah, yeah, for this- sure. And like all the memes, they're they're original memes. We created them ourselves. Completely OC. So yeah, we have the meme page. If you want to follow us, no pressure, but you'll we'll be using it more. Yeah, as, as we work on the podcast. Yeah, recommend checking it out, and you know we'll probably even post a link to this podcast on on our bio. Of course, of course, of course. Yeah, it's gonna be all over. I mean, you're going to see it all over your social media, whether you're following it. Oh, yeah. Or not. It's going to be on your Explore page like yeah. all the time. Absolutely. Um, maybe we could even post a link to that within the podcast too, right? I think we should be able to. Yeah. So, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. So I we're doing this Airbud podcast, which I'm excited about. This is our natural extension of our interest in the show. I haven't checked if there's another Airbud podcast out there. There might be. Yeah, we should probably check if that so, out. If so, I'm sure we're the, we're the best one. Uh, maybe we should probably listen to them. Yeah, see what yeah. they're doing. You know, uh, send them some criticism or constructive criticism. Be like, hey, yeah, yeah. if you want to know how an Airbud podcast works, I would recommend checking out this one. <laughs> yeah, we might need to listen to it though. Kind of see uh, size up our competition a little bit. Yeah, who, who uh, we're gonna take down? Yeah. No, yeah. but in all honesty, if we find some some good podcasts, it'd be cool to do an episode together. Oh wait, yeah, that would be really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like a little crossover episode. Crossover would be fun. Um, oh, if we can make awesome. that work. But I'm, there has to be something. There, I'm sure yeah. someone at some point has done an Airbud podcast. I hope not, but also I kind of because if, if then it makes us more original. But also if they have, That's then true. more power to them. Well, I bet regardless of whether or not there's a standalone podcast, someone has done something on podcasts about Airbud, right? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for picking. Our, if there are a lot of them, thanks for choosing ours. So yeah, hopefully we've proven our Airbud credentials to you a bit. Yeah, we are dedicated fans. We're dedicated fans. Um, we have a unique take on these Airbud movies we think that we can give to you. Yeah. So we might, what we might do now is actually go into talking about the story, uh, piece by piece, scene by, not exactly scene by scene, but kind of walking you through the story, giving our takes, what's happening, our interpretations, some wacky theories too. Yeah. Along the way. Um, that sounds really good to me. But before that. Real quick though. If oh. you want to follow along, stop this podcast now and watch the Airbud movie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. If you haven't seen the movie yet, we yeah. would recommend watching it first because there probably will be some spoilers. There will be spoilers. Definitely There spoilers. will 100% be spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Which it, it, to some people, like for me, I don't mind spoilers, but if you do, then just watch the movie and then come back and uh, be part of the discussion, I guess. Yeah. But before we get into our uh, analysis of the yes, movie. Yes, before the analysis. Um, I think we might need to take a little trip to the dog pound. Yes. We're going to take a quick break and go to the dog pound. All 
All right, Clay. Well, welcome to the Dog Pound. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy to be here. It's our first time here. First time here. Today's um, today's Dog Pound is sponsored by Audible. Yeah, where you can read some classic dog novels. Where the Red Fern Grows. Old Yeller. Because of Win Dixie. Um, good boy. Good boy. And a, a favorite of mine, The Night I Followed My Dog, which is a really <laughs> powerful kid's book. Yeah, you were just telling me about that one earlier. Um, yeah. Do you think I should read it? I think you should definitely read it. It's a masterpiece. Basically, a kid follows his dog and finds out his dog is like this like cool suave guy he like he wears this like tuxedo and he goes out to like this club of all dogs and he is like oh wow all like the pretty dog ladies want to talk to him oh that's, like, hey. that's awesome he's like hey this isn't a place for you but because you're my owner i'll let you hang out with us here wow that's cool and then he's like just don't tell anybody about it and then he goes home and he's like and then i always knew what my dog did at night <laughs> and he didn't tell anybody well that sounds awesome it was really cool yeah. yeah i can't wait to listen to that book on audible yeah i'm sure they have it on audible um, and if you can't find an Audible, check the pictures out. They're, they're, they're powerful. Yeah. Our other sponsor for this week is Blue Buffalo. Blue Buffalo Dog Food, yes. Blue Buffalo Dog Food, uh, recently bought by General Mills. Oh, yeah. They have uh, very good, very premium dog food. The General himself, yeah. Really good dog food. I mean, th- we're talking about delicious flavors here. Me and Jonathan <laughs> oh, yeah. were just eating some. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's really I mean, good. I'm sure they have like, some like chicken. Uh, yeah. you know. Chicken, uh, beef tartare. <laughs> Um, yeah. ravioli, oh, yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some dog flakes. Dog flakes. Ooh, that could be good. Yeah. Um, and another idea we had just to our sponsor, Blue Buffalo. Everyone's heard of Blue Apron, right? Oh, yeah. A meal delivery service that brings stuff to your door and you have to cook it yourself. Oh, I love Blue Apron. Yeah. Uh, but what about Blue Buffalo Apron? Dog food sent to your house that your dog cooks and eats for himself. I think your dog would love that. Yeah. Not only are you not going to have to grab the bowl, pull the dog food in it, all yeah. that stuff. The dog makes the food himself. He gets in touch with cooking. He has fun. Yeah, absolutely. And he gets a great meal out of it. Yeah, yeah. High quality, pre-portioned ingredients. Yeah. You know, nothing's wasted. Everything's organic, and too. And, it, and responsibly sourced. And doesn't everything taste better when you make it yourself? Oh, absolutely. Your dog is going to learn how to cook. You know, yeah. Next thing you know, your dog's going to be making <laughs> cooking for you. <laughs> yeah, you're going to sit down to dinner. Your dog has some nice kibble he's made for you. <laughs> and then what's even better is that... Uh, <laughs> With the service, your dog could pick what food sound good for the week. So just he, he, oh, you yeah. pass him your laptop. He can <laughs> get set up and pick what food he wants to get delivered that week. Yeah, yeah, so, he gets to pick it out himself. Yeah, and you can feel good because every single choice on there, it's healthy, mm-hmm. it's delicious, it's good. So no matter what your dog picks, it's going to be really good. Stuff. It's going to be amazing. And hey, the issue is not going to be your dog cooking it. The issue is is you wanting to try some of it. <laughs> oh yeah, you're going to be in your kitchen. Your dog's going to be cooking <laughs> in the kitchen, and you're going to get a whiff of what he's making. You're like, oh. I wish this was human safe because I want to eat some. <laughs> I mean, no, no, it is human safe. It is human safe. It is and, human safe. And it's free of all dog um, dog meat. <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's no dog there's meat. There's no moral qualms um, about your dog if, eating When your dog makes it, you might end up getting a few hairs in your food, but you're just going to have to get it <laughs> Yeah, but it, I would not recommend don't, don't this. Don't scold your dog. I would not recommend it if you have a cat that your dog has a particularly antagonistic relationship with, mm. or you might be having some cat stew after they have a day of fighting. <laughs> you know what I mean, <laughs> hey, I, mean I, would, I would respect it. Yeah, yeah. So if you like this idea, hit us up. We think it would be uh, very lucrative for both of us. Yeah, so uh, either Blue Buffalo, Blue Apron, if either of you want to contact us, um, <laughs> yeah, we're just, we're... Uh, send us a direct message on Airbud Buddies on Instagram. We'd be happy to uh, get, the, yeah. get in touch with you. You know, we'll, we'll just obviously need to take a, a small fee from every single sale. Of course, of course, of course. Maybe and like, maybe... Well, like 2%, something like that. And maybe free meals for life. Sounds yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That's all I want, yeah. Um, so this has been the Dog Pound. Thank you yeah. for joining us. Thank you for our sponsors. And uh, back to the show. Yeah, let's get out of this Dog Pound. Yeah. <laughs>
And we're back. Thank you for listening to the dog pound. Yeah, glad to be out of that dog pound. Yeah, oh gosh, yeah, I think I got Oof. some, uh, might have gotten some uh, fleas from there or something. Might have gotten some fleas, but we also got some really good ideas. So. Yeah, yeah, and, but now, um, you know, a lot of our listeners aren't going to want to hear this corporate sponsorship all the time, so oh, maybe... Yeah. We can't stay in the dog pound forever, <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> as much no. as we'd love to, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we should get on to the actual podcast. Yeah, let's where, do it. Where we're going to be... Just discussing the plot of Air Button. This is your last chance. If you don't want spoilers, to pause the podcast, get on line, log in, yep. put in your Wi-Fi code, and watch Air Button. Yeah, absolutely. So obviously, we've watched this movie hundreds, if not thousands, of times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we did just watch this movie again about a week ago. Yeah. And we took some notes on it. Mm-hmm. You know, we made some observations of things that we might want to talk about. And you know, we let it sit for about a week. Yeah. So now we're ready to discuss. Yeah, we let it marinate, and you can be part of the fun if you listen along. If not, that's totally fine. So first, our first introduction to this movie is of the clown Snively and his dog. Oh, is that his name? Snively. Norm, Norm Snively. Yeah. Oh man, I'm the perfect I'm, I'm name really for this not guy. Looking like a good fan right here. Somehow I didn't remember his name was Snively, but I mean, I, you just hate the guy so much. You just oh re- regret regret. I, I, I despise this guy. So we see him getting to his clown car, which, by the way, is a terrible car. Yeah. Like the door is falling yeah. off. There's this oh really terrifying clown head on top. This guy can't even ever get fast food or anything because that clown head is gonna oh. like in the way. Oh, that's true. Actually, yeah, yeah. he's he probably gets <laughs> like stuck under some bridges. Yeah, yeah. Like imagine you're driving the highway and somebody's like honking at you and you're like, what is it? Is this jerk? Who's, who's this clown? Who's <laughs> this clown? Then you go into this actually a clown. Yeah. Come oh, on, my goodness, that's just insult to injury there. Yeah. So so he seems to be a so he's a gross slobby stupid clown and he's not even good at his job yeah well we'll get into that in a little yeah. bit yeah and he has a pet dog a cute golden retriever who is a little disheveled looks like it hasn't been bathed in a while right right in a clown suit an unnamed dog mm-hmm. we don't know what dog this, what name this the dog might take on later but we'll, we'll listen to keep watching one thing that's interesting is we see snively and the dog get into the car the truck and drive away into the town of fernfield and one thing i think is interesting is there's a sign for Fernfield, and it has a motto. And the model is Fernfield, where everything is possible, mm. which I think really reflects the tone of this movie. Absolutely, that's like right away setting the theme. Anything is possible in this movie in Fernfield, and you're going to see the impossible come to life. Yeah. One other interesting thing is that he was advertising weddings on his clown car. It was like bought mitzvahs, oh. birthday parties, weddings. What wedding ever has? <laughs> have you ever been to that has a clown in it? Might be a good idea, but uh, I don't think I've ever seen it. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't want one at my wedding for sure. No. no. Yeah, I'd be like, who is this clown? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, hey, if anyone's going to be telling jokes on my wedding night, it's going to be me. So. Yeah, I don't want this clown to make fun of me on my wedding night. Make me look like an idiot in front no, of all my, no. all my friends and family. No, absolutely not. Then we see him pull up to a, what looks like a pretty affluent house, if I remember right, hmm. and start performing for a group of children. It's a, it's a birthday party, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. And he's so bad at his job. It he's makes you terrible. wonder, why did he pick being a clown? Yeah, he's trying to do all these tricks. He's just messing it all up. Yeah, but he's barely even doing any tricks. He's basically just dancing. Yeah, well, yeah, he's dancing. Um, and then the only part that the kids like is actually when the dog comes out. Oh, yeah. Out. Yeah, exactly. When the dog comes out. So he um, he's dancing like an idiot. The kids are not impressed. And then he brings out the dog, mm-hmm. the unnamed dog who's also in a clown costume. Right. And the kids love the dog. Oh, yeah. I mean, what kid would not love this dog? Yeah, but what is he? Is he throwing eggs at the dog? Um, I don't know if it's... No, I don't think it's eggs, but he's <laughs> <laughs> he's throwing some kind of snacks into the dog's mouth. Um, yeah. The dog's, you know, catching his Balloons. Snacks. Is it balloons? I think he's hitting balloons hmm. with his mouth. Okay. Or something like okay. that. Basically, the kids are impressed. Yeah. Really impressed. By and before, you like saw them, like they're like, oh, this clown sucks. Yeah. She's dancing around like an idiot. And then... 
with this dog there. They love him, obviously. Oh, yeah. How would you feel if you had a birthday party and this dog came? Oh, I would, I'd be so happy. How would yeah. You no, I, I would be overjoyed. This would be like my best birthday ever. Although the clown, I was definitely afraid of clowns as a kid, so he'd freak me oh, out. Oh, goodness, yeah. And, and the clown himself, he just seems like a jerk. Oh, he's a total jerk, as we'll see. Uh, so basically, the dog is, is I think, biting these balloons or something. Because took we took notes of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. And a, a stray balloon hits Snively and like just completely takes him out. Oh, like he's yeah. actually like this balloon like weighs like fifty pounds because the balloon hits him and he like ah, and he like oh, hits yeah. him against the wall and like falls, falls on his backwards. chair. Yeah, yeah. It looks like an idiot. And then yeah. he starts chasing the dog for some reason. Yeah, which I don't even understand why. Because he's not even chasing the dog. He's basically just going crazy and like yeah. jumping on the table and just going on a complete rampage in this person's house and destroying stuff. Yeah, it's insane. No, yeah, like, he's like, like it doesn't even look like he's trying to catch the dog. He like jumps on the table and smashes it, and like runs yeah. into the wall and like breaks the painting and does all this stuff. Yeah, he like destroys the cake. <laughs> you no, know, yeah, he jumps on the cake <laughs> for no reason. The dog is nowhere near the cake. It's, yeah. like, it's almost like he wasn't trying to catch the dog. Just he finally snaps when the dog does. Yeah, this. he just feels like destroying this house. Yeah, and then we see him literally thrown out of the birthday party. Yeah, that, onto that, his face. That mom must be so strong. Must she, be super she strong. She literally just tosses him out. Tosses him to the curb. Along literally. with his case. Along yeah. with his case. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and he's super mad at the dog. Oh, yeah. And he's like, I'm going to take you to the pound. And it's like, yeah. clearly this is the only thing you have going for you is this dog. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You messed this up yourself by getting yeah. knocked over by a balloon and going on a rampage. Yeah, and before the dog was there, like, nobody liked you at all. Yeah, exactly. And then he goes, I hate being a clown. <laughs> it's like, why? This yeah, cannot why, are be- you, why are you doing this? This can't be a well-paid job. No. At all. No, definitely not. Like, the only appeal of being a clown is if you really, for some reason, love to, like, clown around. Right. Clearly this guy, like, it's... Obviously he doesn't. Yeah, why does he feel so forced to, to be a clown? I mean, hey, we don't know. Maybe the maybe the job market in Fernfield is pretty tough right now. Yes. I mean, maybe he's been, you know, trying to find other jobs. Uh, maybe it is, man. Maybe it is. I just can't imagine this is a lucrative job. No, I mean, definitely not. But I, I guess he found the dog. If anything, he should give up himself being a clown and just present the dog. Yeah. Be like, hey, I'm just some random guy. Because his name is like Poo Poo the Clown or whatever. And be like, yeah. I'm just like, but this dog is amazing. Oh, he should just do like a rent-a-dog business. Rent-a-dog business, yeah. Or he's like, whoa, I'm the dog jumping through a hoop over here. Yeah. He just has to <laughs> He has to get himself involved. It's ridiculous. Yeah. The, the ego on this guy. The ego on this guy. And he also, um, do we also see him here threatening to hit the dog with the newspaper? Probably. That does happen a few times throughout the movie. This guy's just, the, yeah, he's just the worst. No, he's terrible. He's the worst, yeah. yeah. Basically, he's freaking out, crying about how he... Doesn't like being a clown, mm-hmm. and um, the when he in a moment of negligence, I think the dog cage he keeps him in this crappy cage too. Oh yeah, yeah. Slides off the bed of the truck and falls in the middle of the road. Right, yeah. As he's driving away, because he didn't close the truck bed, because um, he's too busy crying about his failed life. Yeah, yeah. And somehow he doesn't hear it, notice it either. Yeah. Um, but then there, buddy is just in the middle of the road, stuck in this cage. Not buddy yet. There is an untitled oh, dog, okay. an unnamed okay, dog, okay. You're in right. the middle of the road. Okay. And what comes but a family of three right. moving. A mom, a boy of about nine, ten? Yeah, like ten, maybe even like eleven. And a little baby girl. Yep. This is the introduction of Josh, one of the most beloved Airbud characters ever, and oh, the yeah. protagonist of Airbud One. Yeah, he's a great kid. He's a really good kid. But does it, the mom almost runs over here, but, or sorry, runs over the dog in the cage. Right, but she does swerve and she does swerve. Miss him. And the baby actually says no, which I was impressed about. Hmm. It's like this is a really, really precocious, intelligent baby to be able to formulate this kind of thought. Yeah. Actually, don't they 
don't they like bump the car a little bit or sorry, bump the cage a little bit. And that's what opens oh, the cage and he yes. gets to come out. Yes. They bump the cage. Just not enough that like, uh, this dog is not hurt at all, no, but, no, no, but no. it actually is good thing because the cage is open and then he, the cage is open and he, the dog can get free. The dog in the clown costume escapes. And I think this is where we start to get some of the character of Josh. He's clearly a very mm-hmm. introspective, quiet, kind of sullen kid, right? Yep. Yep. He's not like a very gregarious, like bubbly kid, you know? No. no. He's, he's, he's very introspective. He's, he's, he seems like a very introverted kid. Mm-hmm. And they arrive at their new house, I think. Yep. And it's there when he goes upstairs and he, we find a little bit about why Josh is maybe this way. Right, right. Because we see the photo. The photo of, of yeah. his dad, who is its pilot, who passed away. Right. And very morbidly. It's a very sad moment. He still has the newspaper of, because his yeah. dad was a test pilot who died in a crash, I think. Right, right. He still has the actual newspaper of his dad yeah, dying in the crash. Isn't it like framed? Yeah, it's like framed, which is like, I get they're doing it for like exposition, like, oh, this is how he died. But it's like, right. man, I can imagine how uh, painful that would be just to carry this newspaper oh, about your dad's death. Yeah, like I, I get the picture, but I don't know about the newspaper article. No, yeah, it just makes me feel terrible for him, yeah. But anyways, they, they have this, uh, what seems like a really nice house, actually. Really nice house, which is interesting, because isn't she talking about how like she doesn't have enough money? Yeah, well, maybe they blew it all in this house. But <laughs> Maybe. I mean, I, she's moving for a, we're not clear why she's moving. Yeah, probably for a job. Probably for a job. Like probably for a job. Maybe to escape the old town, the old bad memories. Mm, but clearly, yeah. Josh has brought a lot of bad memories with him to this new place. So right. is, is, it, is the next scene just Josh, he lays down in his bed. Yeah. And then I think he's at school in the next scene. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, and he's just not happy with where he is in life no, right now. He doesn't. He's not talking actually. Like I don't yeah. think we see him say more than like a few words in the first part of the movie. Mm-hmm. He's clearly just a very sad kid. Yeah. Oh, and then is the next scene? Is that where we see him at the school, um, waiting outside while his mom is talking to who's like the principal or something at the school, and he overhears oh, his yeah. mom basically being that's like, awkward. Oh, like you know, I, I'm kind of worried about him like making friends. Like he's yeah, such a quiet he's kind kid. of a loser. And you can like totally hear like, it yeah. <laughs> from like, outside where the shot is. Yeah, and you're like, what the heck? Like, what is what is like. What kind of principal's office is this? You can just completely hear. Like, yeah. that's gonna be so. Your own mom is like, yeah, I don't think my son is gonna be like any able to make any friends. Right. And, and then Josh sees a poster for signups for the basketball yeah, team, or, or tryouts it. for the basketball team. Yes, yes. And he goes over to this poster. Um, you know, we'll learn later that he's always loved basketball. Actually, I think the mom even says it. Yeah, that is that he's always loved. Oh, because they're like, oh, does he like sports? We have a really good basketball team, and she's like, yeah, but he played with his dad. It might be too painful. He's like, oh, we have a really good choir program. Right like, oh, or no, a really good band. Band, band, because you see him later with an instrument. But yeah, we right, just this right. is a good movie, man. They actually follow up on like the random things. Oh they yeah, say. absolutely. But but so you see him here looking at these basketball tryouts. Yeah. Um. You know, he's just in the hallway by himself, and then the bell rings. Yeah. And you see just this mass of kids, and they push him around a little bit. Right? Yeah, he kind of gets pushed around a little. bit. Is this bit. where we meet Larry? Um, Doesn't Larry like, like, hey, shrimp, get out of my way, or something like that? <laughs> Maybe. Well, we'll talk more about Larry later. He's 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 basically the worst in this movie. Yeah, but but you can see, you know, he he kind of loses a little bit of hope. I feel like in in his basketball dreams. Yeah, uh, as he's just being crushed by this mob of kids. You know, maybe he's feeling a little bit unsure of himself. Yeah, yeah, good game. Because it's like just when he thinks he has his his option, he realizes, oh, there's so many kids here. They are all probably better than me. They're all gonna be trying out for this. Yeah, and basketball is a really serious thing for him because a special thing because he actually. Used to play it with his dad, as we find out. Yep. Before yep. his dad passed away. So it's like a very big thing for him. And then I think actually in the next shot, you see him with his instrument. I forget what it is. It looks like a trombone. Yeah. Probably. I think oh, yeah. No, it, I think we were talking about that. I think I we think decided it's a trombone. trombone. Yeah. Um, and he's like walking home from school or something. Oh, right? he's walking home from school. 
looking like a place where I would not trust my young child to walk home. Yeah. Because he's like on the a highway, basically, walking right. on the side in the middle of nowhere. And he passes by this creepy church. Mm. No, maybe not creepy, but a dilapidated church. Yes. I, I, I don't think this has any relevance, but the sign on the church said, E'en ye shall sin, with mm. like letters missing. So. Mm. That's just something I thought was interesting. This is going to go to a theory I have in a second, but we can keep talking for a second. Okay, cool. So he goes to this blacktop. Oh, no, he goes behind the church and he finds a blacktop with two basketball hoops. Yeah. Yeah. And a basketball, right? And a basketball. I think there's a basketball there too, yeah. Yeah. But what he does do is he hears a sound in the bushes, like this kind of like growl, not growling exactly. like Kind of a rustling. Rustling, like maybe like a little bit of like a... Moan, not moaning, I don't know. Like, like just like some, a kind of weird sound. Yeah, some kind of unknown animal sounds. Unknown Obviously, animal sounds. There's something alive in these bushes. Yes. We don't know what it is. And he well, reaches in. We can guess. But. We can guess. We could guess. He has no clue, which is going to lead me to my next theory, because he reaches in and he grabs a piece of fabric and brings it out. Mm-hmm. It's red fabric with big white polka dots on it, which, as we know, is what clowns wear and is what actually air, uh, well, the, the dog is wearing. Um, and this is my first theory, so theory alert here. This movie, if it didn't go in the same direction, could be a movie about an evil clown stalking a kid. <laughs> because right, like an, like an it type of movie. Exactly, like totally yeah. like an it type of movie. Because we have yeah. this like lonely kid. He's like an easy victim. He doesn't have any connections. In this new small town. He's troubled in this yeah. in the small town. There's this creepy church that's talking about sin. Yeah. And honestly, when I first watched that scene in the bushes, it could be freaky, like oh, it's yeah. rustling and like this like light like growling sort of yeah, noise absolutely and then he reaches it it's kind of scary actually and i feel like the music yeah is kind of intense well not intense but just a little bit more not intense Eerie. but yeah. tense yeah yeah you know yeah. Yeah. very tense and yeah. then he finds this like clown fabric and i'm like if this movie went down a different direction it could be like a believable movie not believable but it could be like a solid movie about like a scary movie about a clown oh absolutely. like an evil clown yeah so anyways that's my first theory a ghost clown movie we could make that maybe hmm. by somebody could actually edit this to, oh this is also one thing we're talking about you could use that as an edit and edit this movie to be about Snively being like an evil clown. Oh. That's like terrorizing Josh. Yeah, you could actually. And we even yeah. were joking because there, there's a, a cut of Seinfeld that makes George. You know the movie Joker? Right. It's a right. movie in theaters right now. Um, but this guy made this really funny video. It's like a cut of George doing all the Joker things. Yeah, yeah. And we were joking like we could do that with like Snively. Oh, you totally could. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Also, how concerned would you be if you were a parent and your kid was just playing at this random church? Well, I mean, I feel like it was different times, right? It was different times. And it was on the way home from school. It was different times, but not different times. Like, it was different times in terms of parents' expectations were different. Right. But, like, the threats to a kid were very much the same. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, I, yeah. I feel like it was more common in those days for kids to just walk to school. Would, would you have done something like that? Like, gone to this? I would have been way too scared. Oh, I... I was an easily scared kid, so I would not have gone to this church at all. I might have. I, if I had actually seen the court... Beyond, beyond it before seeing the church I probably would have mm-hmm. um, you know I probably would have hooped a little bit oh nice but, nice uh, yeah but especially blowing off after some steam after a bad first day of school oh absolutely yeah no I definitely do that I, I feel like I used to do that a little bit as a kid actually exploring you know, no no I mean more of like blowing off some steam playing basketball oh, you know, I have yeah, a tough yeah. day at school like some really hard tests or whatever and I would just mm-hmm. come home and like hoop for an hour before like doing anything else nice, like, that was nice. one of my common uh, blowing yeah. off steam moves, Th- that's, that's right? a healthy way of blowing off steam yeah. I would have been way too scared I did walk to school um, until I went to like high school actually oh wow but I would not have stopped at a church <laughs> I was I was definitely I, I was a kid who like was scared and really like following the rules I'd be like this is trespassing I shouldn't be here <laughs> but he does it his mom never finds out about it I'm guessing he goes home with this sort of this mystery of this 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 thing in the bush mm-hmm. with this creepy clown costume, and then I think the next noteworthy scene is the basketball tryouts. Right. 
Right. Yeah. And we, we see him here at these basketball tryouts. Um, and this is where we first meet the coach. The coach. Who's uh, the first coach. Who's Who is it named? I don't remember his name. He might have a name. I don't uh, think I, – I, I think if he has a name, it's definitely not important because right. we never are given his name. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not any big deal. Um, but this coach is, you know, calling out players who yeah. were on his previous squad. Yeah. And this is where we meet, you know, some of the other Larry. Oh especially gosh. Larry. The worst. Larry's basically the star. I don't know if he's a star. He thinks he's the star basketball player on the team. Yes. He's this He's clearly good. He's clearly got something going on, but until he starts treating his starts treating his team with respect, you'll never be an amazing player. No, no, he won't. He's a jerk. I think he starts picking on um Josh. I forget <laughs> yeah. why though. He's like, hey, new kid. Yeah. Gonna yeah. play some basketball? Yeah, something like that. He he's just the classic jerk who, who yeah. uh, you know, doesn't pass the ball. And and so they go through this whole tryout and you just see that Josh is just sitting on the bench, right? Which I don't really get why. Yeah. He I really clearly wants to be on the team. Either. He wants to be on the team. I think that he's just as we talked about, he's just a shy kid. Really shy. He's unsure of himself. He doesn't want to put himself out there. Yeah. But he loves basketball. Yeah, and he's probably never been to a job. Like, maybe he thought, oh, we'll go up one by one and play. But, like, hmm. it's, like, instantly like a scrimmage. Yeah. And he just can't – he does not feel comfortable playing. So he yeah. just sits there not talking for the whole time. Yeah. And then uh, the coach comes up and talks to him afterwards. Yeah. And he's like, hey, you should be our team manager. I will say the coach seems kind of friendly here. Yeah, he seems kind of friendly. He seems neutral. Yeah, he seems neutral. I thought it was a little bit weird how he kind of just, like, told him, you're going to be the team manager. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're going to work your butt He's off. like, every team needs a manager. Be there before the team, after the team, work your butt off. Yeah, yeah, I'll see you on Monday, like yeah. all that type of stuff. Goodness, you didn't even say he wanted to do this yet. <laughs> You're exactly. presumptuous here, but... And I think Josh might, like, look like he's about to, like, start protesting it, but he just... It's, he can't get a word in. Yeah. So Josh is the new manager now. It's not... Yeah. It's definitely not what he wanted or expected from this basketball tryout, but it's what mm-hmm. happened. And in one quote that I wrote down, um, kind of like the, the, the theme that this coach is going for with his style is he says, if you can win on the court, you can win at life. Yeah. So this coach is, is all about winning. Oh, that's a really good – that's actually a really good um, find. And yeah, very competitive. And at life, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, but, you know, it's not necessarily always – we can't. We shouldn't assume it's a good thing. Right. He's right. clearly very competitive. He's, he's very competitive, yeah. He wants his team to win. Yeah, which is not what you want to coach. You want to coach – if you're in elementary school, you know, you're just playing basketball. <laughs> your parents just want you to do something. Right. Yeah. So you do not need a coach who cares about what Yeah, you. it's one thing if it's the NBA, but... Yeah, you want a coach who, to me, I would say you want a coach who makes it a good experience for you. Yeah. So the next scene is where we see Josh go back to the church with the basketball court, and he brings a pudding cup with him. Mm-hmm. And we, we you know, I guess we don't know exactly why, but we're assuming that he's wanting to lure out whatever animal he thinks that he heard when he was back there in the scene earlier. I would assume it was an evil clown, so he's, he's braver than me, clearly. Oh yeah, and the animal does come out. The dog from earlier comes out and starts lapping up the pudding in this really loud way. Yeah, it's it's kind of a funny sound, and uh, yeah, he just absolutely loves this pudding. He's he's going crazy on it. Yeah, yeah, he really is. But the dog and Airbud, sorry, no, the dog and Josh <laughs> finally meet face to face, and he. This is a quick theory I have, um, a possible Chicago connection. I think that right. maybe the family from the movie was moving from Chicago to Fernfield, Washington. Because Josh has a really strong Chicago accent in this scene. Just in this one scene. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, do you want me to get those rags off you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rags, For a little yeah. context, Clay and I both live in Chicago. We both live in Chicago. So we're, so we're, so, we're really happy about that. So my ears pricked up. I was like, did somebody say rags? Somebody yeah. say rags? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but a very Chicago accent. Which we, we never find out, but I like to think they're from Chicago. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then um, and the big pizza pie. The big pizza pie, yeah. With the yeah, so he gets that the we love to call Chicago. Yeah, that's what I call it. I call it the big rag city. <laughs> personally, <laughs> the city of rags. The city of rags. So he gets. So this dog's got this gross rags on him. He doesn't take the rags off yet, though, right? Uh, I think oh, no, he rips some. Yeah, I no, think he, yeah, he rips the rags. Yeah. He rips the rags off. Yeah, rips the rags. He uh, goes right through that. I'll chew that dog and rips the rags off. So. <laughs> he rips the rags right off him. Yeah, clean off that dog. Yeah, <laughs> and then I think later he comes back again, but this time with uh, arsenal of pudding. Oh, he has so many nine pudding puddings. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he really wants to get the dog this time. Yeah, yeah. And also he wants to get the dog. But he's also just a sweet guy. I think he wants to. Make sure the dog's not starving to death. Although, yeah, absolutely. Which, like, what is this dog eating all this time? Is he, oh, like, he's been like, hunted. Like random berries and stuff. That's one or? thing we don't see about everybody. He's been killing. Oh yeah, you think he's a killing machine? Oh yeah, he's been just killing rabbits, squirrels, just devouring <laughs> them in these woods. Man. That's awesome. Um, but he brings out these pudding cups, and once again, Airbud goes to town on them. And then, without much prompting, he's like, "Do you like basketball?" <laughs> yeah, he pulls out this <laughs> basketball. And then, and the, one thing the I would never do is kind of looking at it. He's like yeah. looking at the basketball as he's holding it. One thing I would never assume is that a dog likes basketball. <laughs> yeah, right. He's like, hey, you like basketball? <laughs> hey, you like basketball? You like you like the Bulls? You like you like the Bulls? <laughs> it's my favorite team. But um, for whatever reason, he 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 thinks it's a good idea to throw. Yeah. He he wonders if the dog likes basketball. And he throws the basketball at the dog, and the dog bites it, and it goes back at him. Yeah. And then he just gets so happy, and he just starts like being like, "Come get it, yeah!" And he like, yeah, yeah. starts throwing the he's, ball. He's around. running around. He he's making layups. He's he's throwing the the ball to the dog, and every yeah. time the dog hits it back to him, he's getting some sweet assists from the dogs. Oh yeah, it, it's really awesome. They're um, having a great time. Yeah, they're having a really really good time. It's an epic scene because it's it like it, it's such a fun scene. Honestly, yeah. this is definitely one of the best scenes in the movie. There's like this really triumphant music, and he's like playing basketball with this dog. It's really cool. Um, but it makes you the question, a central question in this movie is, is Airbud a dog that can play basketball or a hmm. dog that just really hates balls and just wants to bite it? Oh. Or just a dog really good at biting balls, which I guess is the same thing as basketball, but right. something to think about. And I'll, something I'll, to think about. An alternate way to think of this movie. He just hates balls. He hates balls. He wants to kill every ball. Um, <laughs> you do see him actually just like kind of chewing on the ball and like biting it and not giving it back to Josh at one point. Yeah, no, so there is just, that scene. It's kind of an awkward scene. He's trying to destroy this ball. It's clearly like Airbud doesn't, clearly like just isn't giving the ball back. They're like, oh, we yeah. should put this in as like a fun <laughs> scene. But, um, <laughs> and then we go straight to Josh sneaking the dog into the house. Yeah. Which is, you know, risky, clearly. It is risky, but again, like, you know, he doesn't really have much going for him. He doesn't really have any friends. Yeah. This is, this is something that he's found that's a great thing in his life. Yeah, and he gives him some SpaghettiOs. Yeah, he gives him some SpaghettiOs. Which is this dog, a diet of SpaghettiOs and pudding. I mean, that sounds like what I eat, but for a dog, that's not going to be so good. Yeah, maybe not. They need to uh, get some blue buffalo, but... Um, yeah, <laughs> some blue buffalo. <laughs> yeah, if he could cook the SpaghettiOs himself. <laughs> And then we have <laughs> then I, I, we'd be talking. Then we have another iconic scene, which is the splish splash. I was thinking of bath scene. Oh yeah, and, and one thing I really love is how Josh puts like, full, <laughs> full yellow rain gear on. Yes. Like he's got like the the yellow rain jacket, like the hat, which is just useless. <laughs> like yeah. honestly, just like put on like sh- I mean, you probably shouldn't be naked because that's a little weird to take yeah, it. But a maybe bath- just like a bathing suit. Literally, right. a ba- I'm sure he has a bathing suit. <laughs> yeah, or at least like just boxers. Like, yeah. yeah, no, I, I think bathing suit. Like that's the one thing he was probably gonna have, but like. It's yeah. cute, but the whole, like, full-on, it's like, the more you wear, the more it's just going right. to get needlessly wet. But, hey, it makes the scene fun. Yeah. But it's a fun scene. He's washing the dog. I don't know. This is a G-rated movie, so, you know, they, so you can't they don't too much skin, but... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really fun that the bubble bath is, like, floating. It looks like a really great time. Oh, yeah. Although, clearly, this isn't realistic, because if... if Have you ever bathed your dog? 
Um, it smells yes. terrible. And they usually hate it too. At least they maybe. hate it. Yeah. And but Bud loves it. Buddy loves it. Buddy loves it. And the smell of wet dog is truly terrible. Yeah. But you know, golden retrievers are very uh, aquatic dog species. Like they're really good at swimming and other things. So maybe they take to water more. Yeah, but true. Regardless, and then also, mm-hmm. you see him uh, giving the dog or brushing the dog's teeth. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that he uses like full on toothpaste, which is not something you even do with dogs that live in your house. No, usually not. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, he's and, just brushing the chunks of dead animal that Airbud has been hunting <laughs> for days off his teeth. Yeah, yeah. Because like, even if you have a dog and like bathe him, you don't brush his teeth, right? No, I don't. I mean, I don't think so. Yeah. You might give them one of those like chew toys that's supposed to clean their teeth. But you know there's two toothbrushes. There's two toothbrushes in the bathroom, and he right. gives him a toothbrush that isn't his. Right. We'll soon find out who that toothbrush is. Kind of a jerk move on Josh's part. A little bit, a little bit. But we see Josh's room. He's got a nice room. That was a takeaway. He has a really good room for a kid. He does. Yeah. All to himself. Really big. I think then does he does Airbud spend the night in the room? I think so. Probably. Oh, and this is the first time we see Airbud's favorite activity, which is to we can just call him Bud now, right? Buddy, you know, right? Yeah. I don't remember what he's named, but his name is Buddy now. Yeah, his name is definitely Buddy now. Um, but he exits the window and like goes down this little like I don't know, he goes down the wall basically, and every day he takes the newspaper. Yeah. Which I have yeah. a theory about that. We'll get to it later. You see Josh's mom going out and looking for the newspaper, and there's no newspaper there. Right. Right. And she's not wearing shoes, which bothers me. <laughs> She's wearing, wearing socks. Which oh, I think yeah. Those, those socks are definitely dirty. Yeah, 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 totally. And then I think, I can't exactly remember the chronology, but either before or after the scene, we're intru- Josh's mom is introduced to her, but, and it's kind of a huge disaster. Right, right, because, you know, Josh comes down, he's being really complimentary to his mom. Yeah, he's mom. like, oh, can I, uh, oh, mom, you look so pretty, can I? Yeah, yeah, well, can I help you with this? Hey, let me take your groceries in. You're looking hot today. Yeah, yeah, she is. She's looking hot for this movie. She's pretty bad, but um, to be honest, but um, but she's like. Hopefully, Josh, Josh isn't thinking like that. <laughs> oh no, she's I like, doubt Josh, it. Josh, is there anything I should be worrying about? Because usually he's such a sullen, sulky kid. And he's like, no, no nothing no, at no, all. No, no. Come nothing on, he, I think the line is, "Can a guy help his mom with some groceries?" Yeah, I know that's what he yeah, says. Yeah, and then of course, who comes barreling down the stairs? It's Buddy. It's Buddy. And and the reason is because this ball. The yeah, that's it. Started yeah, yeah. rolling down the stairs, and of course, you know he hates balls. He, he hates has to balls, kill it. So he's he's got to kill this ball. <laughs> um, and it, it's a huge disaster. They're they're still moving in. Obviously, they're still making some modifi- modifications to the house. They're painting it. Mm-hmm. Um, but or actually, no. I think what it was was like wallpaper paste. Yeah. Ooh, so it's, it's like worse. super yeah. sticky. I'm sure in, in these buckets, and of course the ball goes through there yeah so he gets caught up in the sheet and he's spraying wallpaper plaster thing everywhere all over and he gets place, all over yeah. the mom and all that stuff yeah well because he it gets all over buddy and then uh, you know of course what a dog does. oh yeah when they get goes, wet they're, they're gonna shake it off yeah shakes it all off gets everywhere and then of course josh i think this is where he's like uh can i keep him or something like that he goes uh check please check please <laughs> and then he's like yeah that didn't happen but um <laughs> no and then and then like basically he's like can i keep him and his mom was like no five days no, like, like, yeah, like 10 that. days, one, days one like 30 days. Care. And he's like, no, 21 days, 22 days. <laughs> but they work out something. The mom, one thing I like about this movie, the mom is, an, is a nice person. Like, you yeah. know, sometimes the mom is like, or like the parents are just like annoying and they're like, right. they're like not, just not being understanding and not helping the kid out. Like the mom clearly probably recognizes that her son is, a dam- is damaged and needs something in his life. But they don't make the mom and like she the loves villain. Him. Yeah, she loves yeah. him. They don't make the mom the villain, which I, I like because she's a very sweet mom. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
and then I think then I think is when you see the newspaper scene, and also she's like brushing her teeth. He's like, Josh, did you just like my toothbrush, and you're like, oh, that's disgusting. Oh yeah, I Josh, think she finds the hair in it. Yeah. Oh yeah, Ooh. dude, you're kind of a bad son if you brush your dog's teeth with your mom's toothbrush, and you don't even tell her. I mean, if you're the one who wants a dog, you should be using your own toothbrush. Right? Yeah. Exactly. That's that's kind of a jerk. So that was really gross. But- we also then see Josh's mom scratching her back with an axe, which I thought was interesting. <laughs> She's like walking out of the house with an axe and scratches her back with it, which seems very dangerous. But Very interesting. Yeah, so clearly Josh is much happier, though. And his mom is like being kind of coy, but clearly, you know, she understands this is important for him. Yep, yep. And then I think that the next main scene that happens is we see Josh back at the basketball court. Totally. At practice. Grabbing all the guys' dirty Grab- dogs. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, all these... All these- these Chad's dirty Stinky, clothes. Stinky, dirty clothes. Yeah. Um, he's taking them down to, I, I guess, you know, the laundry room. And he sees this office. Mm-hmm. And he sees some Knicks gear. Knicks, yes. Old school Old New school York Knicks New gear. York Knicks. Cool stuff. Very cool stuff. Including a um, a uh, a picture of a basketball player named Arthur Cheney. Right. Looks right. like it's from about the 60s, 70s maybe. Yeah, something like that. And this is the office of a man who looks like Arthur Cheney. He's a taller guy. He's a janitor, actually. It's like yep. the boiler room office. Yep. And so clearly this is like a little hint about this guy's past. Yeah. And, and eventually Josh actually runs into him. And I think what he says to him is something along the lines of like, man, why are you doing this? As he sees Josh like, <laughs> loading up. Oh, stuff. yeah. Yeah. That seems awesome. He's loading up stuff into like this uh, washing machine. And he's like, why are, you, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, and it's like, wow, this guy is really good at reading at people. But yeah. like, how does he know Josh doesn't like this? Yeah, well, I think Josh's response is... He says, he says why are you doing this to yourself? Or yeah. something like that. Yeah. And I think Josh's response is, I just love basketball, I guess. Yeah. And he's like, oh, right. crazy white boy over here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, no, he's like, why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah, it seems like kind of like a... He really reads, reads through Josh at that moment. Yeah. Josh runs home, and his dad has a big collection of basketball cards. Right, right. Which is really cool, because probably from when his dad was a kid, maybe. Yep. And he grabs, what does he find but Arthur Cheney's card, a mm-hmm. New York Knicks player. Yeah. And we can see, you know, the gears are turning a little bit. He's making some assumptions of, hey, maybe this guy is Arthur Cheney. Yeah, exactly. And then I think actually the next scene uh, shows that this is actually a Christmas movie. Oh, yeah. No, totally, totally. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the scene where I think near nearest this scene, um, Arthur or, or Josh shows the Arthur Cheney card to the janitor. Mm. And the janitor goes, and he's like, can you sign this, please? And he's like, I can't sign this. This guy's dead or something like he that. He does say that. Which is like, whoa, okay. Man. Then you're like, wow. So he's really so trying he, to throw him off the sandy. Yeah, so he's like, Arthur Cheney killed the janitor killed Arthur Cheney and stole <laughs> all of his stuff. And no, okay. That's that's not a real theory, but you could you could you could think about that if you want. But then later we have one of my favorite scenes, which is Arthur or the janitor. We don't know he's Arthur Cheney. He's he's spoiler alert, he's Arthur Cheney. Yeah. Just hooping by himself in the gym. Oh yeah. With like this really like triumphant happy music playing. You're like, wow, this is awesome. Like just some old guy in a tracksuit, just like hitting every shot and like hitting like those oh, old school so layups. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's kinda like uh, if you saw our video, it's a uh, quite a lot like that. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like he's a little he doesn't quite have what we have, but he, No, we might be just a little bit better, but he's um, pretty but good, he's yeah. He's pretty good. He's pretty good. And then I think then we get to the Christmas scene, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, and yeah, and then go into what you were just saying. Yeah, everybody's a perfect Christmas. It's movie. a perfect Christmas movie. We see yeah. we see Buddy uh, wrapped up with a bow, or maybe oh. not wrapped up, but you oh. see a bow on his head. I think the morning it's a morning scene where Josh is like, "Oh, where's Buddy? Where's Buddy?" And he yeah. goes downstairs, and yeah, yeah, yeah. His mom has Buddy under the tree. And she's right. giving it to him exactly. This was such. Exactly. A, I actually teared up a bit in the scene. It was just so sweet, man. Just it's very sweet. The mom is is, is a very sweet lady, and just the the idea of like. 
she's finally coming to terms with Erebud and she's giving she's giving her formal approval is very sweet. Mm-hmm. So now at this point, so, yeah, definitely um, teared up a bit there, which is yeah. Oh, that's sweet. But yeah, so now at this point, Buddy's you know an official part of the family. Official he's, part of the family. A he, long he's last. their dog now. Their dog, exactly. So I actually think that the next scene is where he goes to his locker at school and he sees this paper that's an invitation to a oh, private, this scene is, a private this is painful, tryout yeah. for the basketball team. Yeah, this is and, hard to watch. You know, he he's all excited about this. He takes his paper. And I believe is it the coach who kind of calls him out? Yeah, he's like he's like, oh, you shouldn't have gotten one of those. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's so it's sad because like, oh, he's so excited yeah. to finally be able to get on the team because he clearly wants to be on the team. And the coach is like, no, you shouldn't have gotten that. Yeah, theory. Arthur Channing gave him that. That's a really good theory. Like, I he, think that that's pretty likely. He, he knows he's a fan of the game. He hears him say a lot of basketball. And he's like, this kid should be on the team. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah, but so he does end up, you know, getting to do the tryout anyways. But first, he's really, really sad, and he's with Airbud, and he doesn't want to play with Airbud. He's like, I don't want to play with you. And this is a theory. A th- uh, this is a big theory I have. Yeah, Airbud is the reincarnation of Josh's dead dad. Right, we talked about this because like Airbud kind of understands. He like is really trying to cheer him up in the same way a dad would. Like he cleans, mm-hmm. he tells you sad. You know, sometimes dads like. Maybe to make you feel better instead of like talking to you, they try and like distract you or do something with you. Yeah. Like he brings the dog over and he, the ball over to him, like, oh, let's play ball. Right. right. Just a theory. Um, yeah. So this is kind of a separate theory from the one where he just hates balls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's either one or the other, I think. Yeah. These don't exist in the same universe, but yeah. Yeah. Theory alert. <laughs> theory alert. Airbud is the reincarnation of Josh's dad. I think that's, I think you can make a case for that. Let Absolutely. me, let me know. Well, let me know if you guys agree with that. Yeah. Send us a. A message on Instagram. Yes, and the next scene is the tryout where Josh is in this sick tracksuit. Oh, yeah. And he's finally got the courage to play, and he's just absolutely smoking everybody. He's great. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. And he does end up getting to be on the team. Yeah, he gets on the team. Even though he wasn't invited, the coach says he's on the team, and he makes his first human friend. Who, is that Tom? Tom, yeah. And, and at first, all the kids are like making fun of him. He's like, oh, you used to be the... Water boy, now you're on the team. Yeah, yeah. But and, and Tom's the kid who has like the bowl cut, right? He's got this bowl cut. He's a very sweet guy, but he's kind of yeah. gross because he's like, he has a lucky orange peel in his sock. He gives right. Josh, and then like, yeah, Sean like chewed up gun gum from Sean Camp and all this gross stuff. Yeah. But finally, Josh is a human friend. Right, which, which is nice. He seems like a sweet kid. He's a weird kid. He's a loner. He's maybe like a bit of an outsider, like Josh. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and then I think right after that, well, actually, just after this, because we're we're talking about the orange peel. That's when we see. Um, Josh playing in his first actual game. Yes. yes. And we, we see the game, you know, Josh is, I think he gets in a little bit later in the game, if I don't remember. Yeah, he doesn't start. Yeah. He doesn't start, but he comes in and I think he does a, we also see, oh, we also see a reason why maybe Larry is kind of a jerk is because his dad is like one of those just annoying dads at the game who's like oh, yeah. taking it way too seriously and like yelling and being like, what are you doing? Like not even the coach, but like yelling and like just being an idiot. Yeah. And like yeah. thinking his son is better than everybody else. Right. And and then we see um, that Tom doesn't necessarily do the best in the game. He, he loses the ball. He loses times. an assist, I think. Right. Yeah, and the right. coach is, is mad. He's very mad. Very mad at Tom. And and I think it actually is just right after this game where we see where we see this come up, right? Yes, but first, this game is very dramatic because Airbud makes an appearance. Buddy makes right, an appearance. Right, right. He runs in, and the refs just start, much like Snively, they're gonna, yeah. they just start going crazy and like, not even trying to catch him, just jumping on stuff and being like idiots just and like completely uncoordinated. Yeah, and sliding around on yeah. the court. I mean, there are these two refs who are both these good natured looking guys. Just these but, bumbling buffoons. Yeah, bumbling buffoons, but they just go on a rampage, much like the clown, and start sliding around. And I think Josh is like, he's actually not that embarrassed, right? 
No, but the mom is like, oh, that's our dog. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, but she shows up and she's really supportive of Josh, which is sweet. Oh yeah, she's she's a great mom. But um, despite it being a bit of a fiasco, do they, they win the game? I think. Yeah, I think so. And the principal loves it, and proposes and calls Bud Michael Wolf Jordan, which I just put down. And that's a really bad joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even a pun on anything. Like Michael Jordan's middle name is not Wolf or anything yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, and don't isn't this when they ask them um, to have him be like a performer at the next game? Yeah, perform in the next game and and the mascot. Mm-hmm. The principal is very sweet, actually. It, it, it's good to have you know because principals are so often the villains, so it's it's good that we have a, a nice principal in this. Mm-hmm. But then, unfortunately, we hear I think no, we hear some sa- some bad sounds or something. Right, and then you actually see uh, Buddy run up the stairs. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah. Going after these sounds, and this is where we see the scene of the coach. Mm-hmm. Just throwing these balls at Tom. The oh we were talking God! About terrible. Yeah, he's like, "Are you catching this now?" And he's just throwing these balls at him, abusing him, literally. Yeah, like, I think he's in tears. He's being a jerk. Yeah, he's. This absolutely... is what Jonathan does to me in the trailer. <laughs> yeah, for our I, show, I do. Yeah. Um, but he's just absolutely whipping these balls at Tom. Um, and and Buddy runs in. You yeah, know, they're trying to find Buddy, so they run upstairs as well. Yeah, and the principal. Season. Along with, you know, uh, Josh and his, and his mom. mom. Yeah. They all see this going down. And he's instantly fired. Instantly fired. Never Which, seen I him. mean, he, as he should be. Probably go to jail, too, honestly. He's abusing uh, a kid. And yeah. this isn't, like, his son or anything. I don't think so. Like, no, why is he no. picking this kid off the team? Like, a lot of people are messing up. Why Tom? But regardless, it's really messed up. But yeah. there's justice in the world. He's fired. Rightfully so, I think. But, yeah, yeah definitely kind of a dark scene. Yeah. Of just genuine <laughs> abuse. a little bit, yeah, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Yeah. And then pretty shortly afterwards, we see Josh new coach. talk. Well, I was oh, going to say we see yeah. Josh talking to the principal. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, this hey, part's awesome. yeah. uh, this might be a little weird, but I actually have an idea for who the coach should be. And she's about to be like, Josh, you can't be the coach. You're just a kid. No, yeah. Like, yeah, I actually think I made it your coach. And the next thing we see is the new coach, which is the janitor. Arthur Cheney. Arthur Cheney in a tracksuit looking, track looking just looking really cool. Looking very attractive. Looking very attractive. He is in the tracksuit. <laughs> <laughs> But no, clearly they this call guy... it a track suit. <laughs> yes. All right, come on. <laughs> yeah, he's looking very attractive in the suit, and he shows him some of his, some of his skills, right? Uh, Which is the invisible ball trick. Yes, Larry's yes. like, this is stupid. Yeah, yeah. I so want he, a real ball. Yeah, so he he's doing. They were doing all these invisible ball drills. He's like yeah. dribbling this. He's invisible like, how can ball. you play with a ball if you can't play with an invisible ball? Right, right. And he they're like passing it around. And Larry just thinks he's being awesome. He's like he like grabs the ball. He's like dunking it and doing all these. <laughs> he's like Larry, no, 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 no. You got to be yeah. a teammate. You got to be a good teammate. Yeah, I, I, I thought it was funny. And he was like, oh man, like what's wrong with this ball? Like, <laughs> it's regulation size. <laughs> like it has it has all the right like specifications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like. It, you're literally not holding a ball, but... Yeah, exactly, but, exactly. But anyways. But yeah, so we see Larry acting up a bit, and clearly, whereas the other coach is all about winning competition, we see right away, Coach Chain is all about teamwork. Right. All about letting everybody be part of the game. Yeah. Strong it, team relationship. And like how I had a quote from the first coach, my quote that I have from Arthur Chaney is, if you're just out there for yourself, you lose. Yeah, and what was the first thing? It's just, if you win, if you win in the game, you win a life. So right. clearly very different. This is the guy who I want to be my coach. These are very different coaching. Very different, yeah. Coaching styles. Totally emphasizes teamwork. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Yeah, and then I think we see the next game, which is an epic game. This actually brings me to like something. This is a weird criticism of the movie. The music in the movie is almost too good for what it is. Oh, the music is so good. Because they have like these like yeah. epic, triumphant song. Like, it's literally yeah. like this like huge scale, like Spielberg-y, like really like 
crazy triumphant music. You're like, mm-hmm. This might be a little too good for like a yeah. Disney Channel movie. Yeah. Not not saying it's criticism. It's almost distracting though because I'm like, this movie, this music doesn't really match up completely with the movie. Mm-hmm. It's almost too good. But that's just a really nitpicky weird thing. Yeah. And I think that there might be a scene in there right before this. Don't we see Airbud? This might be when we actually see him burying a newspaper. Right? Yeah, I think this is where we see a Marion newspaper. Yeah. Which, that's going to lead to a theory alert later. Right. Um, Pro- this one is pretty much all but implied. All but implied. I, it, it, I, it's still a theory. Yeah. Until, until it's confirmed. Really, like, all but actually said. <laughs> hey, it's come heavily on. implied. Don't take the thunder away from my theory. Oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm, just... I'm, I'm just joking, too. But, no, so we see the game, and um, I think that Coach Cheney takes Larry out of the game. And Larry's dad goes ballistic. Oh, yeah. It just becomes really embarrassing. And one thing about Larry's dad is he's, like, yelling but mostly gibberish. I can't really understand him. He says, hey! Yeah. <laughs> instantly decides to – instantly decides he's taking Larry out of the school and switching schools. Yeah. Just because he got put on the bench insane. once. Insane. Yeah. Which is insane because, like, if anything, you should be mad that they're making your son play the entire game. Mm-hmm. And then in, in the middle of this game is where we see the halftime show. Oh, this with, is awesome. With Buddy and Josh. Yeah. Which at first is actually really awkward. So um, during, during, <laughs> yeah, during halftime in the middle of the game – um, you know, it's, it's all this hyped up thing like, Oh, like Josh and his dog, uh, they're going to put on a show for us. Ooh. And, um, they get out there in the middle of the court or maybe like by the free throw line. Mm-hmm. Um, and Josh has the ball. He's like, all right, buddy, like, let's do this. Yeah. He throws the ball and it, it, just, it, just, hits, it just hits buddy in the head. He does absolutely. So nothing. the observer might be like, why is this kid throwing his ball at this poor dog's head? <laughs> Yeah, hey, they said no animals were harmed. I'm not sure if I believe that. <laughs> right? Yeah, this, yeah, this dog definitely just got hit in the head with a ball. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, Josh talks to Buddy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think that Buddy's probably just kind of psyched out. He's, you know, he's got all these bright lights on him. Oh, yeah. It's it's stressful for a dog. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know. He has cute little shoes, though. Yeah. He's got a jersey. He's got the full uniform on. He looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, same picture that's on uh, Clay's shirt, actually. Oh, yeah. Although mine has a rip in it, sadly. Unfortunately, but but you know Josh Josh comes Buddy down and he makes a basket. Buddy makes a basket and the crowd goes crazy. The crowd goes nuts. Um, and I think that they do some more, right? Make some more shots. Make some more shots. A little bit of a show. It's just an awesome show. It's pretty sweet. I would freak out if I was at the show. Oh, absolutely. And then later we have the final seconds. It all goes down to Josh shooting a three. He he makes a shot, but he misses. Right. And right. we're led to believe he did it for the wrong reasons. Right, right. That's what that's what uh, Coach Cheney kind of implies. Oh, he looks at the crowd. Yeah. Oh, this is what happens. He looks at the crowd. He's like, and his idea is like, I want the crowd to love me for this. Mm-hmm. But that's completely different than Coach Cheney's philosophy. And right. Coach Cheney even was like, for some reason, he's still pretending that Arthur Cheney's dead. For some reason, he's like, yeah. you did that shot for yourself, not for your team. Just like that guy Cheney. Yeah. Just like powerful, but we know that you're... We call it, like, we're calling you to Coach Cheney, you know what yeah. I mean? You can't keep up this whole right, right. dead thing. And then doesn't he say, um, like, look at Buddy. He yeah. just loves to play basketball. He loves to play basketball. He loves you. He, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, so, so he sets the example, and Josh is like, oh, I get it, I get it. Mm-hmm. And then later we see um, just some different, I think, I think there's just some, like, everyday things. Like, Airbud gets really comfy looking. Doghouse. Yeah. And then we see Air, uh, Josh's mom go out to the yard, and we see all this... She, like she digs up something and basically all the newspapers right. that she's been missing. Cause we keep, this is a recurring theme is she goes out and there's yeah. no newspaper have been dug in the ground by buddy time for our, another theory alert. This Airbud hates, which Jonathan said is pretty much proven, which I agree, but never explicitly <laughs> stated. So it can still be a theory. 
Airbud hates newspapers because his master used to beat him with newspapers. Yeah. Snively used to take a roll of newspaper and like hit him with it, basically. Very dark, but now that's why Buddy buries the newspapers because to him that's a sign of his past life of abuse and all this other stuff. Right. So kind of a powerful little symbolism there behind that, I think. And, okay, so I'm trying to remember. Is it at the end of this game where Snively comes in? Yeah. No, he doesn't come in. He sees it. He sees it. He sees it on TV. And he, yeah. And he literally drops his food all over like an idiot. Yeah. He's yeah. like, well, that's my dog. <laughs> And he freaks out when Josh's mom discovers the newspapers. Mm-hmm. Snively, creepily, very creepily, oh. shows up in their backyard. And he takes everybody away. Mm-hmm. I, if I was the mom, I would have uh, put up more of a fight, honestly. Right, right. But Josh, Josh is just devastated. Well, he says he has papers. He has papers. Yeah, exactly. Which and Showing that the dog is his. But... Is that such a thing? It's like dog license papers? Oh, I'm sure. I yeah, guess so. I guess but... so. But um, Josh is just devastated. It's a really sad scene. He, he puts everybody in his car and drives away with him, which is really sad. Yeah. And then I think we have, and then what's coming up next, I think, is, is an, some more inspirational speeches from Coach Cheney, mm. where he says, play from the heart, which is really like the theme, I think. And then I think is the, uh, the heist scene, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. So we see, right, okay. So we, we see this scene of Snively talking on the phone and he has like all these beer cans stacked yeah. up and he's like talking about like whether or not like he's going to do this beer commercial mm-hmm. with Buddy being yeah. the star of the commercial. And he's like, he's like, oh, we're going on a tour of like Europe and all this stuff. And clearly yeah. he just realizes he can get rich from this. Yeah. But Josh yeah. somehow deduces where his house is. I don't know exactly why, how, but hey. no, he gives him a card. This is cold. He's like, oh, and if you want to see a dog, you can book me for your next birthday party. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Book me for your bar mitzvah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I'm not even Jewish. <laughs> but we see uh, Airbud chained up in the backyard back to his life of abuse and neglect. Right. So sad. Yeah. Being taken advantage of. Then we have Josh basically breaks him out of the backyard. And then we have a chase scene where they're running from Snively and everything yeah. in his life is just... Breaking out, like the car door falls off, and like yeah. I think the steering wheel falls off, and at some point later he, on, yeah, he drives straight into a into a, a like a river. It's just this absolutely insane scene. <laughs> it's a really crazy driving scene. Driving all over the place, the the car just literally falls apart. It's falling apart as yeah, and, and Josh jumps on the ferry with Airbud, but Snively drives straight in the water, which in real life he would one hundred percent drown. I'm pretty <laughs> sure. Like that I mean, there was no door, so he could have gotten out. But, That's true. Everything yeah. had fallen off at that point. Yeah. But um, so they're able to outwit Snively, who goes on this weird rampage and drives his car into the water. Right, and and they get on as as you said, they're on this ferry and they're you know driving in this boat out into this lake. Yeah, into this small little secluded island. Yeah, I think is what it is, or maybe just the other side of the river. This is a tough scene, man. This is a very tough scene. I don't know if I can even talk about this scene, man. Yeah, this is tough. So we see we see Josh oh. and and Buddy. They get off of the boat, and Josh talks to Buddy, and he's like basically saying hey you need to leave yeah um he's and like, then, we can't live together anymore yeah because he's like oh he's like he'll come back for you like snively will try and get you again we can't live together anymore. yeah exactly so josh is you know it, this is a really tough choice he's being he thinks he's being very selfless here which he is um, but airbud has no idea what's going on exactly exactly like he's saying he would rather have airbud just be free and you know just be able to yeah. be a free dog then have to um, go back to Snively. Because clearly Airbud's a killing machine and survives out, can survive in the nature. Oh, fire, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I think that there's a line where he says, like, I found you. Yeah. Someone else is going to find you, too, and they're going to yeah. love you just as much as I loved you. It's just too hard to watch. And, 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 and it's so and, sad. And Airbud Air doesn't get the, the picture, and he's like, he's like, 
I don't want you. <laughs> oh, oh man. it's so sad. It's it's like, get out of here. Get man. out of here. I don't get. want you anymore. We don't want you anymore. It's so sad. And, he, and I, then he takes the basketball. Yeah. And he just absolutely launches. Oh this yeah. Thing. He's got a cannon. For, yeah. He, he picked the wrong sport, man. He, he should be a quarterback. Yeah. He looks like Peyton Manning. Out yeah. Here. He, he does. He really does. Crazy, just absolutely launches this basketball. Yeah. And and Buddy who just hates balls. Um, <laughs> wants to go kill the ball. Yeah. Yeah. He goes and he tries to kill the ball. And I think this is where he uh, we he leaves the final putting cup for Buddy. Mm, Very mm. sad. And, and so then Josh gets back on the boat. Somehow I don't know how he how he gets back on the boat and back to his house because like Nor- Snively lives in like this weird like trailer park kind of place. Yeah, yeah. But but we see him get back on the boat and Very as sad, he's though. getting back on the boat, Buddy. You know after he's oh god, this ball, is too painful. Um, man. Buddy's like running after him, oh. um, and we see him just you know with a body of water in between them, yeah. separated. And clearly, Buddy, you know, maybe he didn't understand why Josh was yelling at him, but he still loves Josh. And yeah. regardless, he just wants to be back Yeah, so Josh. to him, he's probably like, oh, Josh, I need to get back to Josh. Exactly. Not like, exactly. oh, I, like he's talking. He doesn't get it. Yeah. But Josh is really sad, man. It's tough because they have their big game that night against yeah. the school that now Larry's the star player for. Right. Yeah, this stupid school. Um, and clearly Josh is really upset, but Arthur Cheney, he, everybody on the team is upset, actually, because... The dog is really beloved by the team, and he's gone now. And mm-hmm. I think he says, hold up your head and do the best you can. Like, you know, he's he's not saying win. You know what I mean? He's saying, right. I acknowledge what happened. Just try your best. Yep. Hold your head up. So yep. he's so much a better coach than the last coach. Yeah, he is. And, and so we see this scene of them playing against this this rival school where, yeah. as we said, Larry is now the star player. Yeah, and his and dad is there speaking gibberish. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they're not like, you know, they're not doing awful. They're not getting absolutely slaughtered, but they're definitely losing by a fair margin. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we see them. there, and, and kids are dropping left and right, right? Yeah. Like some kid gets injured. I think Tom gets injured. Right. And then there's like this chubby kid on the team that's like the Draymond Green on the team. Like he's like, <laughs> he's like the enforcer. Like he's the one who's like probably doing all the dirty plays and he gets fouled out of the team, uh, fouled out of the game so he can't play anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I think they're down to four players. Right? And one of the kids is like, we need to just forfeit. Yeah. And what happens? Buddy runs in. Another scene I teared up at is he, he runs back into the gym. Runs straight to Josh. Runs straight to Josh. Josh clearly can't even try to pretend like he doesn't want Buddy in his life anymore. Right. And then this is when, this is like the, the crescendo of the movie. This is when Buddy yeah. gets to play basketball. This is when Buddy finally starts playing basketball. This is the, the iconic line. Um, Ain't no rules that the dog can't play basketball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that they're they're like, oh, like we we have a fifth player. Yeah. And then you see Buddy come out again, like with his full uniform oh, on, the, yeah, the shoes, with his little shoes on. That. Yeah, it's awesome. And then all these guys are like, whoa, what? Like what? What's going on here? And, and he's like, can he dribble? He's like, no, but he can drool. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great line. And um, and so and Coach Tony's just so pumped up. He's so happy. Yeah. yeah. The, the dad, uh, Larry's dad, is just mad obviously about yeah. this whole thing yeah. but you know the refs ended up deciding hey you're right there is no rule that says a dog can't play basketball let's just let's just let yeah. this happen uh, yeah which i love that philosophy like you can extend that to anything yeah like oh there's no rule that says i can't do this so i can <coughs> and yeah. i should yeah no so it's awesome and, and everybody's just going crazy josh is playing amazingly I think at one scene, at one point, Airbud bites Larry in the nuts or something, <laughs> and like basically fouls him, but nobody notices. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, and then of course it comes down to the last second. Mm-hmm. They're, they're basically tied scene. up. This right? is an epic scene. Yeah, yeah, tied up, or maybe down by one or two, probably. And Josh has the ball again, and I think this scene he looks at Buddy, he looks at his teammates, mm-hmm. 
and he makes a shot, but this time for the right reasons. Right. This time the ball goes in. It's for the love of the game. It's for the for love, love of the game. Love of his friends, his teammates. Love of the team. Yeah, he finally has a, 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 a team, a best friend, and he makes a shot. Yeah. And it's just amazing. It's awesome. This is the best part of the movie, I think. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. But then, of course... <sighs> Snively. Yeah. Of course, Snively. This is a great back. scene, though. This is one of the really awesome scenes, too. Yeah. So they go to court because Josh's mom was like, I'm going to fight Snively on this. Like, she's not. Yeah. He and, actually shows up, I think, drenched, right? Yeah. He's like, right. I got papers. But his papers are all like, like, yeah, withered ruined. away. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, no, we're going to fight you. And he's like, I'll see you in court. And she's like, yeah, yeah, we'll see you in court. And then this turns into a court movie. <laughs> yeah. Now, then it's a, then Airbud becomes a lawyer. It's a court and he drama. Did, yeah. It's now a legal drama. <laughs> and Airbud has to defend himself in court. <laughs> so we see this scene um, with this judge who's british for some reason <laughs> yeah and he's just kind of like what in the world is going on here yeah like and, and he's hitting the gavel and, and there's times. a great yeah and, and the gavel upsets everybody makes him bark yeah so every single time he hits this gavel everybody barks so it's very hectic and then one of the best parts of the movie is like i will not have my courtroom made into a carnival and then in walks snively for some reason in his clown costume which yeah. makes no sense like the guy's whole clown wear yeah. like the guy's going to defend himself in court and instead of like a nice suit he's like really wants to embody the whole clown like maybe he can't not wear clown clothes like if he goes out in public <laughs> yeah so he's wearing his whole clown outfit yeah well I think he's saying like I want to be wearing this because it has to do with my case I think that's the point <laughs> regardless it's, but it, still it's it's a it's a rookie mistake in, in the legal profession is to come out in the clown costume oh absolutely you never want to do that yeah a lot of lawyers starting out think they can win the case by doing that but it never ends up well for them and, and so really he doesn't really have much of a case to make here because as we said his papers are completely wrong. Technically he's the rightful owner of Airbud but technically you gotta be really against him. But yeah. he doesn't have the papers. Yeah the papers are gone. So how can he prove it? He like can't. if I tear my breast certificate I just don't exist anymore. I can yeah. do whatever I want. Yeah exactly. They can't find me. Yeah. And then of course Coach Cheney comes in and the judge is super happy because the judge is kind of like he's like he's he's kind of annoyed. He's like this is a waste of my time. This is mm-hmm. ridiculous. But then Coach Cheney this guy's a huge Knicks fan and he's like oh Arthur Cheney. I saw you dunk on uh, somebody. Some I don't know exactly what he says, but uh, right. This basically totally wins over the judge to Airbud. Yeah, because he loves this guy Arthur Cheney. And I think it's actually Coach Cheney who says, "Let's let the dog decide." Let the dog decide. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and that's what they decide to do. The judge does the unorthodox decision. They all go outside, and on one side is Josh, and on one side is Smiley, and yeah. see who the dog picks. This is where Airbud's like, like Josh is like, "Come on, boy." Yeah. Come on, boy. I love you. Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Let's go home. And Snively, of course, he's trying to do that, but it doesn't work. So he takes out the newspaper. Yeah. And he's threatening the dog with the yeah. uh, with the newspaper. And you see Buddy slowly walking over to, to Snively. Snively. You're like, what's like, going on? No, like he can't. Like, yeah. And actually, I think this is a. They should show this in Psych One One class because this is like probably the best um, representation of like positive versus negative reinforcement. Mm. Like negative reinforcement yeah. might work, but it's going to make you hate the person. Whereas positive reinforcement doesn't come with that. Like the positive reinforcement of, oh, I love you, we're going to have fun, versus I'm going to hit you if you don't do this. Yeah. But we're like, why yeah. is the dog, it's like, is his abuse, is the trauma so deep he's going to pick Snively? It's really just disheartening for a moment. It is, it is. But of course, it doesn't end like that. No. He doesn't pick Snively, he runs over, he grabs the newspaper, yeah. tears Kicks it him up. in the nuts, yeah. Yeah, kicks him in the nuts. <laughs> he doesn't do that, but yeah. He tears <laughs> up the newspaper. It turns into a karate movie for a second. Yeah, he goes, Wah! Wah! Yeah. He just beat his nuts over and over again. <laughs> Yeah. It's like a punching bag, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, so obviously over. that's a really cool scene. Yeah. And then he's he like, I'm not, you do not have power over me anymore. Yeah. Yeah. He, op- <laughs> he opens his mouth and literally says that. <laughs> yeah. And then he punches him in the face. 
<laughs> he takes he becomes a fully anthropomorphic dog and just beats the crap out of Snively. He's like kicking him in the nuts and punching him in the face. <laughs> so this is the first time you see Airbud talk. And actually <laughs> But he rips the newspaper and runs into Josh's arms, much to the delight of everybody there and oh, to movie goers across yeah. the world. Yeah, what a perfect ending to a perfect ending to a movie. great movie. I, this is honestly, I think it's fair to say this is probably my this is of what I've watched. This is my favorite Airbud movie. I would agree. It's this, hard to beat the original. This is probably the most I can imagine the most well well received Airbud movie. It probably is. Yeah, I mean, it, I'd say it has a little bit more mature themes. Yeah, um, more, the, the music is fantastic. The narrative has a lot of like different layers too. Yeah, yeah. exactly. As we were saying, like everything ties into it. I, it's one of those movies where you watch it. And then you watch it a second time and you pick up on all these things that yeah. you didn't notice before. Oh, no, totally. It's like genuinely a really good movie, I think. Like the other ones are fun. They're really fun. They're funny. They're like good, like, oh, they're, like they're meme awesome movies. Too. They're awesome. Yeah. But this is like, a, like, to me, it's like just a straight up good movie. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, I think it's really one of the all time great family sports movies. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, granted, it's probably not the longest list, but I think this is definitely one of the all time greats. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So this is a great movie all around. A lot of fun to watch. Always fun to rewatch, too. Um, yeah. Still gets me emotional in certain parts. It has a lot of power. Um, yeah. Absolutely. So what would you rate this movie? Hmm. I mean, I think that this is pretty close to a perfect movie. Yeah. I might, you know, have to give it four paws out of four. Okay. That's a good one. That's a good yeah. one. What are you thinking? I'll give it 10 uh, jewel color cover basketballs out of 10. I think that's a perfect score. Yeah. So similar rating, but different, different scale. Yeah. It's just a great movie. It's we're, a great movie. It's a slam dunk all around. We're going to go through some more twists and turns as we experience the Airbud cinematography of maybe movies that aren't as good as this. Yeah, I think they're all great. They're all fun, all worth watching. Um, but this is just the quintessential Airbud. Yeah, experience. it started it all, and it, it's 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 a classic for a reason. Go watch it if you haven't. Yeah, if you haven't hopefully we inspired it, you to watch do. it. Yeah, and if you didn't watch it, if you watched it to listen to us talk about it, we hope you liked it. Yeah, yeah, we hope you loved it, and. Um, yeah, so thank you everyone for listening. Thank you for listening, yes. This is the first of many podcasts. Of many, hopefully, yes. We'll be doing... Of many pod, P-A-W. Podcasts. Podcasts, oh, yes. Oh, I love yes. that. If you liked this episode, please keep listening, subscribe, and maybe leave a review on the iTunes store. Yeah. Or wherever you listen to this, actually. It you know, it's actually word. really important for new podcasts. Yeah, it's is, really important is, for us. reviews, yeah. ratings. Um, yeah. You know, we want to get to the top of the sports section. Of course, Maybe of course. the top of the movie section. We want to make, we want to get some more corporate sponsorships. Yeah. Um, we top, want to have this, the animal lover section, too. <laughs> we want to have this blue buffalo blue apron thing going on. So, yeah, just give it a like and tell your friends about it. But if you, yeah, more, most importantly, we just hope you, we hope you listened. We're not like the first coach, you know, we're, and we're not all about competition and winning. No, we're, we're just about having a good time. The love of podcasts. It's about the love of podcasts. And the love of Airbud. The love of Airbud. It's about friendship. Yeah. So, you know, it's about, it's about family. I couldn't agree more. So, and one final reminder, you can follow us on Instagram at Airbud Buddies. Airbud Buddies. Yes, exactly. It's we might really have other social media by the time this comes up, but Airbud Buddies is the one up right now, which is our meme page, which we'll start using more too. Again, thank you. Thank you for very much to everyone who listened. Keep watching Airbud, keep playing sports, and have a nice uh, fall. Late fall. Yeah, have a great fall. Have a nice fall. But just make sure you don't break your leg. <laughs> no, just kidding. All right, bye. Bye.